Would you pray with me? Almighty God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and redeemer. Amen. The gift of light. Last night we talked about the gift of Christ, and this morning we're talking about the gift of light. Kind of the same thing, but a little bit metaphorical more. Really, what's an amazing day it is here today, Christmas Day. If you think about it, it's probably the biggest annual birthday party of all time. This is the day we recognize as Jesus Christ's birthday. The day he came into the world as the child of Mary, the son of God. There's a lot of different ways that people around the world celebrate his birthday. But the one thing that all Christians have in common is a recognition that Jesus of Nazareth was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, making him both fully human and fully divine. To look at his face, as Mary did, was to see the face of God, through whom all creation came into being. Early on, as we see in the letter of Hebrews, Jesus was recognized as the Son of God, quote, through whom he also created the worlds. There are many historical references in the letter that allow us to reliably, reliably conclude the date of when the letter to the Hebrews was written. But a reference later to the people worshiping was the, to the people who said there were people worshiping in the temple at that time, which implies it must have been just a few decades after the crucifixion of Jesus, since the temple was destroyed around the year 70 CE. Being close in time to the event of Jesus's life strengthens the author's credibility, since the memory of his early life, of Jesus's earthly life, would have, more, have been more fresh, and there have been less cluttering of competing ideas of who Jesus was and what he was doing here. From this early perspective, the author of Hebrews' letter describes Jesus as, quote, the exact imprint of God's very being, who sustains all things by his powerful word. As you imagine, it was, and still is, difficult to explain the nature of Christ. Jesus and God were separate in some ways, but identical in others, the details of which are practically impossible to fully explain. Jesus had a human life, and he talked about things that God, his Father, understood better than him. But Jesus was also much more than a prophet, much more than a messenger or an angel. The evidence of his resurrection and continued presence in our lives today points to his special nature, and so does the fact that his existence was foretold by many ancient Jewish scriptures. The author of Hebrews, again, refers to several passages that predicted his arrival, describing him as superior to the angels who will worship him. And the ancient passages from Isaiah and Psalm 98, which talk about the joy, they predicted the joy that the world will have when Christ comes to us. In our passage from Isaiah, the Lord's return to Zion is expected to be a source of great joy. 
writing at a time when the Jews were expelled from Jerusalem during the Babylonian exile, the greatest gift they could possibly ask for was a gift of peace. Peace and salvation were the necessities of life, which they lacked but fervently hoped for. And the author of this passage from Isaiah gave them encouragement as he foretold that the Lord would indeed return to Zion to offer peace and comfort and redemption and salvation. In a time of suffering and loss, Isaiah offered them the good news that God has not forgotten or forsaken any of them. Their pain would end and joy would fill their hearts. Could you sense the joy in the Psalm reading today in Psalm 98? It's a central theme to Psalm 98 that we read earlier. It's a message encouraging us to express our joy at the thought of God revealing God's vindication of his people and recognition of God's steadfast love and faithfulness. We're expected to let go. Don't hold back, but let go and express ourselves any way we can through music and praise, just a, a loud, joyful noise along with the seas and the floods and the hills as they praise God in their own way. Make a joyful noise at the presence of the Lord who has come today to teach, guide, and judge the world with righteousness and equity. The coming of Christ to this world, to us, is why we're here today. It's why we celebrate this day. We celebrate that the fact that the word became flesh and lived among humanity, revealing his glory to anyone with eyes to see or ears to hear. The bounding verses of our passage from the Gospel of John express this mystery so well when he says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And in the final verse of our passage, and the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is the gift that God gave to humanity on that first Christmas morning. The gift of grace, truth, salvation, and life as in eternal life. This is the light that is the light of all people that cannot be overtaken by darkness. It's the life that created all things that wasn't understood or accepted by creation. This is the life of Jesus Christ. This Christmas morning, I invite you to reflect on the life of Christ and let the light of his wisdom and love shine in the deepest recesses of your own soul so that you might experience renewal and acceptance of God in a new way. Christ came so that we may become children of God through the gift of his life, through the light of his life, a gift that is revealed rather than unwrapped. As you continue your Christmas celebration today, take time to consider the gift that Christ has offered us. Dwell on its mystery. Acknowledge its generosity and take time to expand upon and express with unbounded joy your gratitude for the gift of light that has come to us this day. Amen.